Wrestling is nothing without its factions. And boy, do we have a good show for you. On this show, we've got... It's Marley, and I'm representing the Barn Burners. And we don't have Roman Reigns, but we'll still rule over all of you guys. Luke here. I'm representing the Nation of Abomination. And just a little statistic. I've been to three WrestleManias, whereas Ant has been to zero. This is Wes representing Sons of Cesaro. And somehow this asshole isn't on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> Amazing. And well, cue me. I am Jonathan. I am representing Ziggs and Blankets, and I have Cesaro. You want to do a trade right now, off the bat? Leading an idiot to trade somebody going into a title match. <laughs> a losing situation, though. And leading team. Fuck yes. It's me, Ant. Let's play that music. Hey, Ant, I have a question. Your team's name, Team Fuck Yes. Who was your first pick? Oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, oh, this is man alive! Do I regret? It's an interesting that name choice. Very uh, interesting name choice. I I, 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 I regret I regret I regret that pick almost as much as Wes regrets picking Seth Rollins. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody um, didn't pick like Mansoor after a big like winning streak and then have him show up on Raw only to lose. Oh, we'll get it. Please. <laughs> we'll, we'll get. Pack it, boys. Pack it. We'll, we'll we'll get into this banter shortly. I've got I've got a bloody introduction to do, lads. Come on. Oh, did someone do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast CPR for short. Um, it was inevitable, wasn't it? We 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 had to do something else competitive. We had to come up with our own fantasy faction, fantasy league, and boy, have we devised the most intricate, the most sophisticated the most comprehensive sport entertainment fantasy game in the world. Well, I mean, maybe not, but it is a lot of fun. And as you probably already heard, and you will be hearing over the next um, next episode, there's a lot of banter. There's a lot of shit talking. It's, it's really, it's getting to me. It's affecting me on a personal level. Um, and these fuckers are going to be paying for my therapy very, very soon. This episode, we're going to be walking you through Basically, the chaos, the carnage that was draft week. All our all our teams have, have already been drafted. It was no small feat, considering that we actually did it across three different time zones. There were some late nights. There were some very early mornings. It, it, <laughs> I mean, having, having seven different players may, may not have been that well thought through. But five of your general managers are here to, to walk you through, guide you through, just the shitstorm that was um, a, a few a few short weeks ago, and then at the end of the episode, we'll we'll um, we'll we'll keep you up to date with um, how many points, how many points everyone's got. We're going to run through the rules, we're going to run through the trades, um, some of the big matches that have already been, and basically how um, poor old Simon just doesn't have a, <laughs> doesn't have a chance in hell of of doing anything. <laughs> um, but we, we'll 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 get to that shortly. First off, though. Um, just on the subjects of factions before we jump into it, 
fans of factions, favourite factions, any any memorable mentions? What how how are our feelings on the old faction faction front? I I I'm a huge fan of factions, so I think like NWO, DX, Nation of Domination, um, the Ministry, like all of those, the Wolf Pack, LWO. All the crazy no, factions that oh, were going no, on. I'm sorry. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. I love Mali, I love me some Latino Mali, heat. Do you know how I know you're an AEW fan? Because you I love like factions. World Order. I love factions. Like <laughs> endless, I would whenever endless I would get factions. Everyone in a faction. A hundred percent. I I'm like, you know what? I had a group yes. of friends growing up. I wanted to be a wrestler, but I wanted my friends to wrestle with me. I wanted to be the world champion. I wanted to have the tag team champions with me. And the intercontinental champion with me, and the women's champion with me. I wanted to have gold strapped around my waist and my whole crew's waist. Uh, whenever I would get like any of the two K games, SmackDown versus whatever Raw, I would create myself and then a whole group of faction people or whatever faction wars. Give it to me. So yeah, I I love me some factions. So you're a team player. There's nothing I'm wrong a with team that. Player. I was makes I... the dream work. I, I was more like I was more like mankind as a kid. I just used to wander around on my own, kind of like licking windows and desperately looking for friends. That makes sense. <laughs> that adds up. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've only met me virtually, and yet you <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of the factions in that you know they they add layers. So Vince McMahon's essentially killed factions because in his mind, more people on TV meant cutting more paychecks so he kind of whittled it down according to arn anderson makes sense but here's the thing so you have singles wrestlers who are in programs right and then occasionally you have two singles programs that intertwine with each other as tag teams and then often you get three-man teams and then intertwining matches there the thing about factions is you can scale that that kind of thing up and you can have matches within factions. You can have two feuding against each other. Exactly. If 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 they're both seven man factions, then you can have so many possibilities within it. It it gets a bit over the top when you have a big war between all faction members at the same time. But I think if you do it right, like Japan do, where they don't always have all their members coming out, they have people that accompany specific people within their factions to the ring. And if you do it right, they can have layers. So I'm always a fan of having having factions sort of for that reason. Like, the, the Japan sold sold me on it. Like really. look think of it this way. Does does anyone in this group not like Imperium? Does anyone in this group not like the way Gargano the whole Gargano family? Like the, the factions the way, the work way have grown on me. Like the the factions work when they work well. And I think like in the nineties you had so many factions where you had like a top leader or you had the like tag teams or you had the muscle, you have whatever. And, like, even, like, the Messiah had some points of, like, the Monday Night Messiah had some points of having a really dope faction. And I just think, like, how Luke says, it it works this way of, if you have an underdog, he can fight his way up the faction. Or if you have two factions kind of battling, you can have it to where everyone fights each other, and the two heads don't actually come to blows until months at a time. So you can build the suspense. I just think, like, without factions, we've seen... The same match over and over again and over and over again and over and over again. And like I'd rather see Stone Cold run through all of DX or whatever. Um, or someone run through all of DX instead of just like, let me just take out this guy. And then I gotta see Randy Orton 
and Drew McIntyre fight each other again for the fifth time in a week or whatever. So, my opinion. Can I can I ask you something, Marley? I think I think you watch AEW the most out of all of us. Correct. Are they are they getting the faction stuff right right now, or are they still? Do you feel like they're in? They're still sort of testing testing it out. I think it's 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 weird because you have. I think some of it's right, some of it's weird. You have some people like QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes had a match at Blood and Guts this last week. And I don't think QT showed up ringside with anybody. Cody showed up with Arn Anderson. Like, they have their whole factions, they're out of faction war, and they still showed up. One person had their manager, one person didn't. After the match, if you have a brawl, yeah, the factions might war. But they have it to where... Like, even the Dark Order, there's like eight of them. There's not eight people at ringside for every match. If it's a championship match, and the other person is like Matt Hardy and his six people, then yeah, you have people to do it. And so it's more of like, the factions are used to get rid of interference, or to like, do someone's bidding. So like, pretty much it's like Roman Reigns having a bunch of Jey Usos to go do something, or it's the New Day protecting themselves, making sure people don't jump in the ring. So I think there's a lot of stuff with factions that are stupid, but most of the factions I think make sense and they're doing it right. Um for like a consistent situation in my opinion. If everyone could pick one one stable that you you would want to join, like someone they they come to your door, they knock on your door and say, "Get on a plane with us. You're rolling with us now. We're going to train you up." But you're in our you're in our faction now. Uh, if I could Ooh. roll with them, like, outside the ring, I'd probably go with, like, Evolution or DX. Like, if you roll with Ric Flair, you're going to get a ridiculous amount of ass just off what he doesn't take I just, home yeah. that night. You're going to get some STDs. I did, I did think of that. I was like, ooh. You better get regular checkups. Joining, like, joining the Four Horsemen, old school, in their prime would have been fun. You're, you're um, definitely getting kicked off a flight, aren't you? 100%. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it might be fun, but guys, you know, right to censor. You know, <laughs> come on, come on. You've got Bull Buchanan, you've got the Good Father, you got Ivory in there, a reformed Valvinus, you know, Steve, Steve Stephen Richards as your leader. Like, just think of all the good that you can put out into the world. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll, do you know what? I'll counter that with. Does the hoe train count as a faction? If it does, I'm is joining that, that one. If that counts, I'm joining I'll that one. I'll join. That, ca- that counts as a business. That's a, that, that's a <laughs> faction with a PH. It's an LLC. <laughs> uh, put, me in, put me in the Iconics. I want to be in the Iconics. Oh, the Iconics. Put me in between the Iconics, I should say. Yeah. The Twiconics? Did Twi-conics. you hear about this? The, the Twiconics. Tri- the Triconics. Uh, yeah. Triconics. The Triconics with Chelsea Green was pitched at one point. Oh, great! That would have been great. I don't know. Maybe the Nation would right. have been fun. The the sexy chocolate D'Lo Brown, Godfather, uh, Owen Hart. That Nation would have been super fun. But I don't know. There are so many factions out there. Spirit Squad. And you would have, and being a being a Northern boy from. From Bolton, you would have fit in with the nation very well. Oh, what? Well, yeah, me and the nation would have got on like a house on fire. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been my house yeah. that was on fire. 
Um, <laughs> there's no way I would have got through the door. Should we explain uh, the rules? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so let's explain the rules. We 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 actually have some rules um, that we that we put together for this for this whole shebang. I, I should also mention that while while five of us are here, big shout out to Simon and Mark, who are not um, not on this cast, but I'm sure we will get them on to, to something at some point down the line. Our remote. There's always got to be in a mm-hmm. fantasy. There's always got to be at least one person that's just kind of remote that you never see, but you just hear off every so often. A mystery, a mystery contender. Well, we have two. Um, so while we ran through the names at the beginning, we also have two other names. We have the absolute Marks, um, which is Mark's team. Surprise, surprise. And we have Simon's team, the Children of the Milkmen, um, which I, I don't know if that's alluding to where he came from or not but, um, <laughs> judging, ju- judging by judging by his current score that was one slow milkman uh, i wonder if that's so... like a i wonder if it's like some kind of weird subtle hint to kurt angle and i'm I'm gonna just say that it is for wrestling references but i've poor, i've poor guy. I've, I've met his mum. i've met his mum. she's a lovely person i'm sure that is what he's referring to uh so let's let's go over the rules Kurt um, Angles is bad. So we we kicked. It's important to say. So first off, we kicked this whole thing off at WrestleMania, despite some protests um, from a certain side of the Atlantic. Um, in fact, I'm saying that it was Simon and Mark were kicking off equally as much. Um, there was some debate as to whether we we're going to start this at NXT Stand or Deliver, um, but we 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 me and Luke stood firm for once in our lives. Um, Cowards. Prob- as it turns out, completely wrongly because I missed out on some major points. <laughs> Stand on a little. But yeah, so um, we we kicked we kicked everything off at WrestleMania. So the week building up to WrestleMania was trade um, draft week. So we we kicked it off on early hours of the Monday morning before Raw started, um, and then we 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 um, entered all our names into a completely random draw. Um, Totally unbiased, um, as luck would have it. Um, I came out with the first draft of the of the mm. entire draft. Um, turns out it didn't really matter because I fucked that up. Um, so <laughs> which we'll get to. Um, but we we needed to we we, we kind of looked. I don't know what you guys thought about this, but when when we looked at the points, we we could have really easily overcomplicated it. We could have dropped in things like promos and backstage segments and like. You know the how the match was won, whether it was a DQ, all that kind of stuff. But it just would have made it overcomplicated. It just uh, I, if, if you want to do that, you know, some two bit fantasy faction. I don't know, maybe you know, you you find a few WWE legends and and make your own <laughs> nudge nudge busted <laughs> open radio. Um, don't know why I'm saying that because. <laughs> <laughs> all of those men could quite easily break me if they wanted to. So we basically decided to to keep things simple. So for a match win, you get a point. For a match loss, you lose a point. So far, pretty simple. Tag teams score two points. So if they get a win, they get two points. If they lose a match, they lose two points. However, a tag team can only earn points as a team. So say you choose the New Day. And Xavier Woods is in a singles match. You don't get any points for that match. Bullshit. So you only score um, score points for for your tag. At um, if shout out 
So, real quick, shout out to the children of Milkmen for drafting the Usos who are about to feud with each other and can't get any points whatsoever. <laughs> it, just, it just gets better for him. It just gets better for him. Um, so, And then we have so um, some special rules we have. So, if there's a title match, the winner of said title match gets two bonus points, so three points in total. Um, one for winning, two for winning in, in a title match. There's no extra points for losses, though, because we wanted to keep it nice and competitive. We wanted to try and keep it, you know, as, as close as we could um, for this for this first run. If you're in a match... Also, a also, we wanted to keep that rule because if you had someone who gets a title shot every Raw for three months in a row and lose it, uh, it's just kind of not fair. It's devastating. It's crazy it right would... now. Can't do that to Simon. Yeah. yeah. Poor Simon. Because we just we just know he would have he absolutely would have picked Humberto Carrillo um, <laughs> and, and ended up in that situation. Um, he would have rage quit. If you him. if you win, <laughs> if one of your guys wins a match at a pay per view, you get an additional bonus point. So say you have a you know um, you're in a intercontinental title match and you win the IC belt at WrestleMania, then you get a point for the match win. You get a bonus point for it being at a pay-per-view and you get two bonus points on top of that for a title match win. That is four points. Whereas the person that loses that belt just gets the minus one. Hopefully that... So it's a five-point swing. It is indeed. It's enough, um, right? Yeah, hopefully that explains that relatively clearly. Um, also, singles competitors who are in tag matches win normal points. So if you're not a part of a tag team, so if you pick somebody not, not in a tag, um, like, say, Kushida tagging with msk if they would have won that match he would have got some you know a, a point for that um, but he didn't so he Thanks lost a point what a twat so yeah that's that's kind of that we will have special event um points for things big big events so like your raw rumbles will have different uh, caveats of points elimination chamber survivor series it'll get very exciting and um, money in the bank which is just around the corner worth starting to think about boys if you win the money in the bank You've got ten points in the bag. That can change everything. That's that for, for you know for a, a poor villager like Simon. <laughs> that can change his whole life. He can he can eat out on that for an entire year. Um, teach a man to fish and all that. Um, so they're the rules. I had a question. I have a good as well. So the money in the bank. If you cash in, obviously it's successful or failure to ten points. Are we gonna do any bonus points for actually winning the match itself? The the ladder match? No, that's the ten points. I thought. Oh, I guess not. I thought the ten was for the actual. Oh, that's for the cash, like, in. cash in and win the. Yeah, we've got. To, you've got to give. We'll figure out a bonus point scheme for winning the actual match itself because it's a it's a big yeah, match. Yeah. It's a big match. And there's two of them too. Yeah, true. Ever ever weird point question. We were saying it's five points for a pay per view title win, correct? Oh no, so, it's a five point, five swing, point swing if you points. if you face okay. someone. Uh, that's in a different faction because they get the minus one and you get the plus yeah. four. Okay. Never you know mind. what I mean? You got it. Okay. Great. So we, um, we, we picked a draft order. Um, now trades. Um, so obviously trades are big in fantasy stuff. Um, obviously over here, we've got the fantasy football, which I'm terrible at in the States. Um, fantasy football is a very different sport. Um, and funnily enough, it is draft. Was it last week? Draft week started. Mm-hmm. Wes, Wes doesn't seem to have completely broken yet, so things might be going okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just wait for the Eagles to let him down continuously. 
let let's move swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you Castle can fans again. There you go. <laughs> 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 Don't lump us in with that Geordie scumbag. Hey. Um, so trades, you can trade. However, there is a five-point penalty per trade that that you want to make. However, for the big four, for SummerSlam, Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania weeks, in the week building up to that event, all trades are free. Right. On that note, the draft order that we picked, I say we picked, the internet picked it, so you can't blame us. The the draft order was me, then Marley, then Luke, then Jonathan, then Wes, then Mark, and then Simon. So seven picks, oh, and then... Even got last in the draft. Even dude. last in the draft. Last in life. And then... But then what happens is... So the, the entirety of round one is one set of picks that way, but then it reverses. So then Simon effectively gets a double pick in the middle of the round, and then it works its yeah, way back. So too. Simon, Mark, Wes, Jonathan, Luke, Marley, and then me. So really, pick one... And the last pick are quite beneficial because you get a lot of double picks through through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it it's was actually a miracle Simon's team so bad. I mean, it really is. I, I see I see what he's I see what his thinking was, and when you see his team, you'll understand what he was thinking. However, he's just picked <laughs> Oh my god. I mean There is a yeah. If, if, if we'll he could have, it. if he could have, he would have picked Brock Lesnar. That's the kind of pick oh, he two matches a year, guaranteed to win, but means fuck all in the long in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> um, so on the fifth of April, we round one kicked off. Now before this, did did in terms of first, did, did people put a lot of thought into the first picks? Did you have a list out? Um, yeah, I made a list. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't. I, I mean, it. so I approached this. I didn't know any of the rules or any of that shit. I was like, all right, I'm part of the <laughs> podcast team, so I'll just get in on it, and we'll try to figure this shit out. And uh, so I get on, and I, I basically treated it like I was doing a fantasy football draft. And, like, there's certain people that you want to go early, and there's certain people that – you you go late, so like you want a Roman early yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know somebody like that, yeah. and then you look at I don't know who's some shit ass performer, uh, <laughs> fuck who who's somebody that's just straight ass. Uh, you're not gonna get Bar- me to Baron Corbin, play. huh? Yeah, like you're not gonna draft Baron Corbin with your first round pick. Like <laughs> you're not with your first. No, round. you pick you yeah. pick like Seth Rollins or something, right? <laughs> and we're off. And we're off. Here we go. Um, I did. I did supply some stats before. Um, before in in the build up to the kickoff. Um, stuff like you know pre- previous first picks. You know the very first draft pick. The very first first draft pick. Um, in WWE was the Rock, and the year after they got even better with Rene Dupree. I, I, I take it that's what you was. That's what you were alluding to. Wes utter utter shit. Um, in in a pick there, um, you know, title changes, um, the UK men's and women's title haven't changed hands for like two years, I 
over two years. So, you know, something like that. Yeah. Hell, hell of some streaks there. Um, whereas some belts had changed as many as six times. Um, what, what I found was a really interesting one was the most, because really you want quantity of matches, don't you? You want somebody that's just going to be grinding every week. Um, so 2020's most matches, Asuka, no surprise there. She had 64 matches in the year. Second was um, Luke's best friend, Angel Gaza, who had 58 Woo! matches that, that whole year. And he actually had one of the Five highest for um, win ratios as well. He had, he had a pretty good, I think he was like 60, 60 something percent um, win-loss ratio. I don't believe it. And then and then you had, you, do you want to talk about it, Luke, or no? You're, you're good? You're all right? No, you can move okay. on. You can move on. And then you had Ricochet, Drew, and <laughs> Seth Rollins as well, who had a lot of matches last year. Um, he's not doing so well this year, though, is he, Wes? So we... So like we were earlier talking about like strategies and stuff, and I think it was funny that I knew a lot of us had a strategy going in because of like the stats you had going in. Um, and I was just like, you know what's going to end up happening? Whatever list I put together, someone's going to take, someone's going to destroy it. And I remember just saying like, who was picked last? Like, I'm going to take this person. I think in my mind, I was, I was thinking I needed Oscar, Roman Reigns, Big E, um, one of those three. And, after that, I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna snowball it, because it's, it was, I think every pick, someone's like, you stole my list. I think Ant, not Ant. I think, uh, who kept posting their list into the no, chat? It was, it, was it, it was me. It was, it was me. It was, yeah. It was Seven, like, you guys se- took everyone. And I was like, seventeen of my first top twenty picks got picked, like in the first round and a bit. Seventeen. I got three <laughs> picks, and then the rest of them went. And I was like, by the end, I was. I mean, you'll see. Just how much I was scrabbling around for a tag team at the end. Yeah, it was. Dire. And like, we'll we'll see like some of my like bottom picks. Where we're like, how are these people even left behind? That was the other thing that was super funny. Where we didn't have a draft board with all the potential people to pick from, and there's a few people who didn't debut till after we drafted, yeah. and still haven't debuted, even though they've been drafted. Um, and so it was very interesting of like just me thinking like I'm gonna get this person. Or I'm gonna get this person because I know they just got signed. Or this person has a terrible week now or month, but maybe around SummerSlam they'll kick off. So like it was very interesting seeing like me just throw my strategy of like this person's gonna be good down the road with trades or without trades. And then like some people taking that Simon approach of let me Brock Lesnar my entire team. Let me have dominant <laughs> champions. Who have like one match, uh, one match a month, but yeah, we'll go more into it as we go through this picking. Yeah, Simon, S- Simon's thinking was, I'll pick people who, if I was in a room with them, they would just beat the shit out of someone, like absolute right. monsters. However, <laughs> they'd have to actually have a match to be able to do that to somebody. Um, I think is it one, two, three, four, five. Five of his wrestlers still haven't had a match since the draft. And one of them hasn't even signed. One of them, and not even with the company. Not even with the company. And he's, it's fair play to him. He's, he's, not, made a, he's not made any trades yet. Um, good grief. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> but if he did... Fair, <laughs> there are people... 
there are a lot of people who are on less points than the person who's not signed with the company. So maybe it's <laughs> it's mediocrity he's going for. Oh wow! So what I'll do is I'll, I'll run oh. through I'll run through a full round. So I'll go through round, round by round, and then at the end of each one, we'll just we'll we'll recap. We'll look back, um, and 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 just just rip rip the piss out of one another for it. <laughs> I guess. Um, so. It was the 5th of April, round one, draft one, pick one. I went for Daniel <laughs> Bryan, great pick. Pre-WrestleMania, he was going to win the title. Yeah. He was going to be the universal champion. What a pick. What a pick. Team, yes, I was there. I bought. I even bought the t-shirt. I bought, went out and bought merch just because... I picked him and named, the t- and named the team after him. I named the team after the man. This is how determined I was that it was going to go so well. Moving moving swiftly on. We'll get to trades later. Thanks, thanks for representing this this podcast in such, such a way. The first pick, the first round of the first game that we've introduced in our first podcast venture, and you put all your stock. How the fuck did you not take Ryan? Where's Daniel Bryan now? The best in the business. The best in the business. You've killed How us. You you've not take you've Roman Reigns for Period. Like that's just. Hey, honestly, because he was going to lose there's... the title. No, he wasn't. I I, I understand the not having Roman Reigns first because I was second and I picked Oscar, um, and so I was just oh, like, you lost know what? So I, I, I was like, let me run, let me run the women's division. But also, my whole thing was Roman barely has matches. When he does, he destroys people, but he doesn't have matches that often. Um, true, true. but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because shortly after me, Luke was number three and he did pick Roman Reigns. Yeah. If we absolutely. were doing a soccer draft, you wouldn't draft some MLS player over Messi if you got the first pick. Like you just don't do shit like that. No, but I Oscar's kept that like simple. Ronaldo. That Daniel Bryan is Messi. He's, he's what? He's, he's yeah, short. I, I he's feel short. like he's, hairy. he's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, we're not the absolute okay. best technical performer in the ring he is yeah and that's why he's not on smackdown anymore he should have won that fucking match hey now okay wait so let's so after after you can talk about messi all you want but roman reigns is ronaldo and everyone knows ronaldo's the secret number one no he's not it's also funny because when we get to wes's pick we get to wes's pick it doesn't really matter so that's an argument for another podcast my friend yeah yeah um go on go go through the go through the list (laughs) no kevin davis um, so round one, round one was uh, me picking Daniel Bryan. As Marley mentioned, round, um, his pick, his first pick was Asuka. Luke picked Roman Reigns, her. the big dog. Johnny picked Cesaro. Um, unfortunate for Wes, who named his team after Cesaro. Um, <laughs> Wes, Wes picked Seth Rollins for his first, first pick. Mark picked Drew McIntyre, which, you know, very good pick. Um, Simon picked, um, to be fair to him, right, I can see the logic. Undefeated in a good since he's since he's appeared in NXT UK, the current reigning champion Simon Pitt Walter. We'll get back to that later. Walter, the ring general. Then uh, we yeah. got um, the reverse picks. So Simon got a double pick. So he right after Walter, he picked Raquel Gonzalez. You know Mark, what also hurt the fact that we didn't have points for takeover. Sorry, yeah, that also <laughs> hurt. Him. Already, already it starts to drip in. Mark yeah. Mark went with Big E, who was at the time the Intercontinental Champion. Um, Wes picked Adam Cole, 
um, who'd obviously just come off the back of a of a beating from Kyle O'Reilly. Johnny picked Johnny Gargano. Luke picked the almighty Bobby Lashley. And Keep it unbelievable simple. that it had gone that long and nobody had picked the other heavyweight champ. Um, yeah. So so Luke started things off already with, with two two of the biggest belts in his arsenal. Um, then Marley came out with a shocker. First tag team picked the New Day. Good pick, Woods and Kofi. Um, looking like they were going to defend their titles against AJ and Omas at Mania. We'll see how that ended up. And then to finish off round one, I picked... Rhea Ripley, who was obviously going into Mania, challenging Asuka for the Raw Women's title. How'd you feel like your round one went, chaps? I honestly felt great for mine. I was like, let me get rid of the the hardest divisions to actually to book for, because who knows what the women's division or the tag team division is going to look like in two months. But I felt fine originally yeah it was some it was some good picks i i decided to keep it simple for round one um i mean i knew the roman reigns and bobby lashley wouldn't get many many matches but the theory being that you know bobby lashley's reign is just beginning roman's reign still has uh legs so even though they're not going to be sort of having a lot of matches on raw and SmackDown, when it matters at the pay-per-view, when there's title matches and pay-per-view bonus points up for grabs, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna leapfrog other people who might get the odd win and the odd loss on TV. So um yeah, that was kind of uh that was that was kind of me going into that. It's, it's a sound strategy. Four points for one match is better than is better than two losses and two wins in a month. That's true. So yeah. yeah. Just like sound, yeah, four wins, two losses. Sound yeah. strategy. So, sound strategy. Um, um, so since since then, there's been so there's been two trades. Should we do Should we do trades at the end? Well, yeah, because I think only yeah. yeah, there's only been two trades in the first round. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll go to the rest of them. Yeah, we'll do it again. I'd, I'd like to point out at this point that so so during round one, we we got the return of um the <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the Michael Cole skit? When when you had the um, anonymous raw GM on the laptop, yeah, and every time yeah. the ping went off, well, <laughs> I love the fact that Luke just just slotted into this role so well. And any time we were waiting for a Wes a Wes pick, it was a text message, and Luke <laughs> Luke 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 stood up and shuffled his way over to his computer, and in his little suit, and and told everyone that he had an announcement, and then announced Wes's pick. It was it was it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was very funny indeed. Um, so it was, also, I was in that group chat, and it was just very wonderful because, like, at a certain point, I was like, you know what, I could totally answer for Wesley, but Luke's been doing such a great job. Who am I to ruin the anonymous general manager? <laughs> so yeah, good job for both parties. I enjoyed it, and we. we we learned, uh, we learned pretty early on as well that once we got to cause I remember the first night, like the the trades were coming in hot, and then all of a sudden, like I think it was like Mark or Marley, I think somebody made made a pick, but then like we'd gone to bed, so yeah. there was like 
an eight-hour period where nobody had made a tri- nobody had made an announcement yet. I think it was the Asuka one. So you alluded to before the three different time zones. Yeah. This is how complicated it got. So basically, Marley had to wake up in the morning and be like, "Yeah, you've got like five minutes. To <laughs> your, your first pick. Welcome oh, yeah. to the game." Yeah, that was that was, that was the worst part. So I <laughs> I had that week off to help move my girlfriend into my apartment. And so I knew we were doing the the draft that day, but I just didn't think that on my first day off of my vacation, I'd have to wake up extra early for this fantasy draft. <laughs> or that when I check my phone, I'd have a five-minute time limit <laughs> to pick a draft, let alone, let alone really actually wake up and brush my teeth. So yeah. I think, yeah. Yo, guys, I, uh, something came up. If I got to run real quick. Okay, sounds good. All right, okay, good man. Dude. Thank you, Wes. Cheers, Wes. Wait, man. Give me updated. Yeah, maybe maybe next year we need to um extend that that time limit. Um, we allow because I think yeah. did we allow eight hours um for picks, but definitely with with the, with with the time difference, it was a uh, it was a little bit problematic. Could be twelve. Um, Set me up for failure. So, anyway. so yeah. So then, then we went two. into round two. So, uh, my first pick for round two was Carrion Cross. Marley yep. picked uh, Matt Riddle. Luke picked yep. Pete Dunn. Johnny went for Zia Lee in probably the first big curveball um, uh, of the of, of the of the draft, and I was I remember being really pissed. That's like super. This was the this was the first time. That I, I hit, was, like, yeah. just, I was super pissed off because I was like, nobody would have thought of this. Nobody would have. And I've got her on my list and I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off because nobody, <laughs> I know nobody will pick her. So I'll get the big names in first, but absolute gold. You shitbag. <laughs> Wes, Wes, Wes picked Kevin Owens. Mark picked Bianca Belair. Good pick. Simon went for Charlotte. And then obviously with the Great. double pick, um, yeah. pick, pick Braun Strowman. Yep. Mark got Damien Priest. Wes got Kyle O'Reilly. Johnny got Finn Balor. Luke got Bailey. Marley got AJ Styles. And then I ended the round with Io Shirai. What a round. How did you guys feel about the second round compared to the first round? Because I think... I had a different tactics. Yeah, I think that's um... when my tactics started to like... I actually formed a game plan in the second round, I think. Um my my thinking with Bailey was that she would have um you know eventually she would start to have a lot more matches um on TV and kind of grind out kind of consistent points. Maybe she'll lose matches, but I mean as it turns out she's <laughs> she's about to lose to Bianca, but I think later on in the year she'll be a good long-term one. Uh, I went for Pete Dunn at first because I, I I thought I'd have to cover NXT and and Pete Dunn for a I feel like a good while has always sort of been on the cusp of getting on a good run but I don't know if it's like he doesn't he's due he, he's due his first or his next belt run isn't he it feels like yeah yeah um, and he is he is about to make his return to well he's just made his return hasn't he to to NXT so uh maybe maybe we might be about to get that. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. What was you thinking behind Zaya Lee? 
well, she just kind of turned into like an absolute badass, and she they built her up like that. Those promos and everything built her up to be like this unstoppable force. So I think she came in, she was just winning matches, being everyone up. It's like this is like yeah, a push yeah. for her. I'm sure it is. It's like making her way yeah. up the the women's division. She looks like a destroyer. And, uh, I mean, Finn Bauer. Yeah. The Finn Bauer, I mean, I didn't think he'd be off, you know, like, obviously for a few weeks after the title Ross. So I thought, no, he's one of them. He's just like, a, he's a consistent performer, isn't he? So, like, you're going to get more yeah, wins than right. losses with Finn. And even before. even yeah. losing even yeah. losing the belt, it doesn't feel like he's going anywhere anytime soon, does it? From from NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's still in there. So, no. yeah, you could definitely see him doing more. Um, yeah. Maybe the North American, maybe. Right, yeah. I um, go. I kind of think he might. You've got those uh, guys, you know, like in the title picture. You've got was it Pete Dunne, O'Reilly, yeah. Karen Cross, and Finn comes out as well. So I mean, that could be something. But then, like, two of them will just break off. Someone and Cross, mm. and then probably the other two right. might be just be left to do something. So like, yeah. they'll they'll break off. And do yeah. something. No other story. Absolutely. No. I just went. I just went. My. For... Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on, go Mali. No, go for it. I was I'll just. Go saying, I, I went for. I. I was trying to think of. I was trying to ignore names that. That have just kind of slipped into the mid card, even though they've got the potential to be champions. So your likes of, your likes of Shinsuke, your likes of Owens, ironically Cesaro, who's now having the run of his life. But but there's there's like Strowman, there's some of those big names who like they, they'll they rack up the odd win, but they'll never just get that push. So that's why like I right. mean C- Cross, even if he loses the belt at some point, he's gonna you know as soon as he loses that NXT belt, he'll be on Raw or SmackDown, and he'll be right. he'll be going straight after another belt. EO I think is thought of too highly to be dropped into obscurity just yet. Um, right. It's actually funny how you say that, like how you wanted someone who wouldn't get dropped off, like dropped the ball on or so to speak, kind of like fizzle out to the mid-card status. And that's why I had wanted Matt Riddle on my team. I was like, let me get Matt Riddle because he has the U.S. title. So best case scenario, he wins it. Even if he loses it, he's good enough to still stick around. And now we have RK bro. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing yeah, was I'm like, perfect. I'm like, let me get AJ because who who else is going to be consistently solid? And be he's basically a more serious version of the Miz, where he's a he's a upper he's a mid or the the upper card level Miz. Like if you need someone to kind of drop down at the upper card, you have him. If you need someone to be feuding for the world champion, you got him. And now he has a tag team championship. And my other thing was like, mm-hmm. since I have the New Day and they're going up against AJ and Almost, what better way of blocking someone else's points by taking away that tag team? And that's when I was like, let me be diabolical with some of these teams or with some of my picks and like pick some people who other people were going to ruin some like inner factions as well as let me build a team that's going to be solid at SummerSlam and not just some solid right now. Um, yeah. Then yeah. It's obviously worked out so far because uh, the top three point scorers are Roman, AJ and Omos yep. with seven points. So going well so far, it is indeed. It and, is, and, is. And, and, and which is great considering they were gone for three weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say two of those people just haven't been around. Absolutely ridiculous. See, that's it. Title matches and pay per views. Let's, let's get on to 
possibly the most controversial round of the whole the whole proceedings. Round three. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so here yes. we go. Pick of not just pick of the round, pick of the game. I I still I stand by despite recent events. I was so hoping that what happened last week on Raw hadn't have happened by the time we recorded this. I'm so upset. The logic was but sound. Pick one of round three. Great pick by me. Great leadership. Mansoor. What a pick. What a pick. It Un- was smart at the time. He was 49 Un- or, four, Un- or 49 be- winning streak. Because because 205 Live and main event count towards the points. It's, it's across the brand. I was ignorant of this, yeah. And Mansoor is the man that Vince don't have lose for fear of never leaving Saudi Arabia with his hands intact again. Um, yeah, Mansoor on a, on a run. We'll get to that later. I I kind of knew you were going to pick him because you had him in one of your graphics earlier that week, and he was in. He was like on my back burner list. Where I'm like, if he's not picked up by third round, I'll get him. And I'm like trying to think that my third round picks weren't crazy. And I'm looking at the list, and the least craziest person that's picked this entire third round is, I would say, Ember and Shotzi or Apollo Cruz. But it gets it gets kind of weird because I come second with Keith Lee, which I get I solid pick. But where has Keith Lee been? Um, it's a it's a good going in round. It's a good, it's a good for when he returns. Pick like exactly. He, he has to, he has to do something when he comes back. Surely, there's too much stock in him. There's, you know, again, all you have to do is look at that. Brock, how Brock sold him when he just came out at the Rumble. Exactly. You know, when he just looked, turned around, and went, "Who the fuck is that?" Like, for Brock to do that says that there's something amazing about this guy. So yeah, just hopefully, hopefully they get it sorted and. And they, they give him something good when he comes back. Um, but yeah, I mean, solid. So we were controversial, but, but but genius, genius level pick by me. Keith Lee, very good pick, very good pick. <laughs> On to Luke. Now we descend into madness. Becky Lynch. Yeah. So, similar, similar to I think similar method to what Marley's doing with with Keith Lee. I'm just waiting a little bit more long term. I'm basically doing what WWE was doing a while ago, and and just. Getting people in the door, just so that someone else doesn't get them. Right. I I thought Becky Lynch would would come up for someone in, in the scope of the whole game. Someone had to pick her because, like, she's coming back, and she actually seems like the kind of woman who would come back the week after having a baby. So, I I, I think it's imminent. It's gotta be. Um, it's gotta be. Yeah. So that that one I can be patient yeah. on. That was really the thinking. And then we that. had we had yeah. Johnny pick Ember Moon and Shotzi as a tag team. Um, from very NXT, pick. very he's he's loyal to his NXT picks. That lad, he bloody loves a bit of NXT. Um, he's an indie mark. Um, and then Wes <laughs> split up the first tag team of the draft. He picked Shayna Baszler as a singles competitor, and I don't blame the lad. Um, we all want to see Shayna uh, back in singles competition again very soon. Because let's face it, the women's tag has gone right down the shitter. Um, Mark right. picked the le- the then claimed um, co cruiserweight champion. I want to say uh, Jordan Something Devlin, like um, Simon um, being consistent with his pick so far. Pick pick the the fiend. He hit um, the home run. 
Yeah, and then and then just to put the the, the nail the extra nail in his coffin, in his his next pick, he picked the Usos as a tag team, uh, which it doesn't look great, does it, at the moment? Um, Not at all. And then we actually had a few tag teams back to back here. We had Mark then picked the Grizzled Young Vets, which I think will turn out to be a very good pick um, down the line. Wes picked uh, Legado del Fantasma. Um, again, great team. Um, I can see a, a couple of title switches between those guys at some point. Um, Johnny, romance was in the air for that young lad as he picked Dexter Loomis. In, I mean, if 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 <laughs> back, <laughs> backstage stalker segments got your points, you'd be way you'd be way out in front, mate. <laughs> you, you would be rolling it. I mean, good <laughs> God, man. Um, he's like the milk train man if he was like. <laughs> the son of a serial killer. Um, Luke picked L.A. Knight. Marley picked the as then yet to debut Frankie Monet. Um, and then I finish things off with Apollo Cruz at the end of the at the end of the pick, which turned out to be a phenomenal pick. Yeah, that was probably the best pick this entire third round. Yeah. Um. I I think that was yeah that's probably the best pick that entire third round. What has me gas was like how many people in this round have either not had a match since the draft or have only really lost since the draft. Yeah. Um but it's also the most people who we all feel like should be having a big summer. Mm-hmm. Um we're like Mansoor, I don't see him I don't see him going to catering after this feud with Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo. I don't see Keith Lee or Becky Lynch, the Fiend, the Usos, uh, LA Knight, Apollo, Frankie Monet. I don't see anyone really going to catering, but it's just like Grizzle Young Veterans and Legato. Like how many, like who's going to hold the titles next? Because MSK has it. And like, it's just, I don't know. This is a very, very great round where if, all of these people were on one brand, I'd be interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, on to round four. So again, mastermind pick from me. So I kind of broke away from my, my strategy all along because by this point, let's face it, you'd all taken the rest of my picks. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I decided to pick a future star for this one. So kick round four off with Zoe Stark, who is about to absolutely put Tony Storm to shame, um, I have no doubt, and, and go on a mad run and end up with the uh, NXT Women's title. Um, at some point in this year, she's a beast. Marley went straight I in. Picked for... a, yeah, I picked a current star. I picked the, someone who brought the cruiserweight title from the pre-show to the main event. You've heard Wade Barrett say it over and over in NXT. Santos Escobar is the real deal. Santos Escobar is the future. A few a, a loss to Kushida meant nothing. He will still bounce back. Uh, I was shocked that Legato del Fantasma and Jordan Devlin went before him, but it's all good. Uh, Luke followed with King Corbin, dreadful which was pick. a very, very, yeah, very weird pick. Dread, dreadful the British, pick. The British. I, I do. I do feel a bit questionable about that i'll i'll give him to the summer i'll give him till summer slam and we'll I mean, see the man we'll had a, the man had seen 
other than assaulting Drew McIntyre on a Raw randomly. Um, so, well, ra- ra- then Johnny got his first point last night. Right. It might be the start or something. Yeah. Um, then Johnny picks Mustafa Ali following that, which is kind of following into this trail of, of questionable fourth round picks. Because uh, then Wes picks Edge, which <laughs> we haven't seen him since he got stacked and pinned. Um, Mark with the Dakota Kai pick, which go, go Mark. Uh, Simon back to back, breaking up the street profits, choosing Montez Ford. Uh, interesting. Very interesting choice. What was And he then thinking? going with, what was he? I don't do you, know. Do you think, do you, what are, what are the chances that could work out as, as Montez, like going as a single star? Do you think he'll get more singles opportunities? I, I, I could see, I can see him being yeah. a single star in the future. But at the moment, there's, not there's, too, there's too much investment in street profits still. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then Simon yeah, followed the back with Tyler Bate, which I, 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 it would have been very. It, I think he should have just went back to back with the profits and collect those tag team wins because it is what it is. But now he went with Montez Fourth and Tyler Bate. Um, Mark then went with Sasha Banks, which is a solid pick. Uh, West went with Ruby Riot, which was an interesting pick. Uh, Johnny with Candice LeRae, which is going to get him some gold. Already has. Luke picking some tag team gold with MSK. Uh, mm-hmm. myself combining my, combining my team to hold two tag teams, picking Omos, which I was shocked was, uh, was holding off this long. And then, uh. Ant ends off the fourth round with Kushida. And that is a that is a real round of two halves, isn't it? You've either got yeah. utter shit or or you end it with a load of champs, like a load of gold. Yeah. In the end there. Yeah. And I remember like when I picked Omos, people were like, What the hell? We like I was gonna get him and I was like, you know what? Let me let me pick up this whole AJ Styles in Omos situation, because I already have the new day. So my whole thing was at least when I leave WrestleMania, I'll be leaving with at least two points, um, and I'll be leaving with gold at, yeah. as well. Um, so I, I, I should I should have mentioned up top, but part of the rules for this were that we had to pick so we could we had to pick five male superstars, three females, and one tag team. That's what we could pick. So right. by, by this point, I had one male and one tag team left to pick. And Omas was my male, and he was my next pick. So as we're as we're whittling oh. down, I'm like, "Where's Ruby Riot? Yes, great. Johnny, Candice, great. Luke, MSK, brilliant. Only Marley left. Only Marley to go. He's gonna pick someone. It'll be great, and then I'll get Omas because there's no way he's not winning the tag team. And then you you came out with all those Omas gifts, and I was like, "You son of a like me and my missus are watching TV, and all of a sudden I go, motherfucker." She's like jumps and looks at me like what? I was like, son of a bitch. I will I will say this uh, pick this this fourth round and my fifth round, I think were my favorite picks of the entire um draft because I think the almost pick, I was like, how did no one get almost? And me picking tag team early, me picking the women early, I was like, it's going to get to the point where someone's gonna get overlooked and like maybe we'll get to who's in catering at the end of this. But like a lot of people got overlooked, and I was like, "Let me not overlook almost." And as soon as I saw, I sent that. I saw you just explode, and I was like, "That was worth the pick." At at losing, it is worth the pick itself. Unbelievable, Johnny. So, 
the Mustafa Ali pick, obviously he was like in retribution at the time. Was 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 that sort of your thinking there? And how do you feel? Are you still going to give him a chance now? I think I want to give him a little bit because I, I kind of anticipated uh, retribution was like winding down. But then, I mean, you think of Ali; he's he's still a great wrestler, like so talented. I thought, you know, he's he's come up this heel now. Bit badass, but still good. I thought he'd get something, but I think I, I think I need a few more points on the board if I'm considering a yeah, trade. I'll, I'll give it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, main event win. Yes. <laughs> um, after round four for me, in hindsight, I'm thinking, you know what? Good pick so far. I couldn't anticipate a few weeks ago. On NXT, I had there was an eight-man tag match. On one team, there was Gargano and Larray, and on the other team, <laughs> there was Shotzi, Ember Moon, and Dexter Loomis. So, my come five, on. five out of your ten so stable for a people <laughs> were in a match. <laughs> just, just goes to show the, yeah. the the mad dynamics yeah. of it all. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing, and like we'll get to the rest Mm. of the draft. But like I texted Luke maybe a week or two after we had the entire draft done, and I was like, I need to get some people that aren't on Raw NXT because my entire draft was in Raw NXT. So like after NXT over is over, I get no more points for the week, and I'm just like sitting there watching SmackDown like this is the best show of the week, (laughs) and I don't get any points. This is it's I don't want to watch Roman and like feel like I'm not getting the points I deserve. Um. So it was interesting seeing people have like an NXT heavy card or a SmackDown heavy card or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And has anybody else noticed as well since we've done this draft, just how many like promos there are and like how few matches, actual matches there are in shows. Like SmackDown winds me up because even though it's the better show out of that and Raw, there's so many little segments in weird places. And I'm like, this could have been a match. This could have been points. Where's my point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, right, so, it's uh, so round five then. So we each had one space left. Um, I needed a tag team. Um, there was think, four Four of you needed a female wrestler. I think oh, no, only five Mark of, needed, five a of you needed a female yeah. wrestler, actually. And then Mark needed, Mark needed one of the guys. So my tag team, I, to be fair, didn't have much left. Um, I mean, I could have had the SmackDown tag team champions. Um, but it felt like they were about to lose them. Um, as it turns out, I was wrong. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I went for Pretty Deadly, who haven't appeared since I picked them. Um, Marley, you I'm pretty sure for... they're the tag team champions right now. They are, but that doesn't get me any points until they actually have a match. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Marley, you picked Alexa Bliss, hot off a win over Randy Orton. Um, she did beat Randy Orton, didn't she? she I did, didn't get those points because it was that it was before. Yeah, I I forgot about that. But Alexa Bliss and her friend Lily. Well, you never. I mean, I mean yeah, but I mean, hey, you 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 picked Alexa Bliss. I did. Lily, I Lily, Lily might be a whole different thing. We've not seen yet. God, <laughs> God um, damn it, Luke! Luke picked um, the whole of Raw, Nia Jax. 
Johnny, who um, also needed a female superstar, went for Naomi. Um, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a very good job that we didn't do the um, the extra losses after title title opportunities because she would yeah. be in the negative. Um, How many title shots are they going to get? Oh, infinity without yeah, actually that, beating anybody. That's all they can think of. Um, Wes picked Tony Storm. Mark, now I can't believe this guy went so long unpicked, but the penultimate pick of the whole thing, Randy Orton. I mean, mm. if he if he ever listened to this, not that he ever would, but he'd be pissed. Second to last. Well, to be fair, he'd be happier than some other people like Sheamus because, as we said, True. Mark was the only one who had to pick a male the last round. And he picked Randy Orton, which meant Sheamus was left unpicked. Dolph yep. Ziggler and Robert Roode were left unpicked. The Mysterios were left unpicked. Shinsuke. Um, Shinsuke left unpicked. There are oh. a lot of, like, Triple H was left unpicked. Um, so many. So many. Matches anyway. and, then the, yeah. and, then, and then let's get on to this one, because th- this is an interesting one that w- we should definitely talk about. The, the very, very last, last pick. It's down to our. We've already talked about our, Simon's our, picking. You know, our brave warrior, Simon. It all comes down to him Gosh. for the last pick. He needs to pick a woman. He's out strong. He needs to pick a woman. Who does he pick? Pick anyone. I don't even Anna? know how to pronounce her name. No. B Priestley. B Priestley. A Who's... woman. A woman who, while while mild, mildly, and the emphasis is on mildly rumored to be signing with the company. Has not yet signed. In fact, has only last week left the company she was already with. <laughs> I mean, the man has balls. Cause... It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> it, I really like, it honestly, it would, it would be funny. Honestly, like his team is strong. And I'd be very upset if he gets... We have an all, a Hold All Gold award, which if your entire team holds all the gold... You get 25 points. He has a team that can do it. Like, it's just very Thanos funny. Bonus. It's he's like it's just very funny that he has he has a home run team, but he has like he doesn't have any other like team members to get points throughout the week. Yeah. Which is why he's currently sitting at a what is it, one point? One point. Yeah. One point. I mean it's it's better than I guess, it's better than the minus two he was on this time last week. I guess yeah. I guess before we should go into points, we should go about the few trades yeah. that a few of us have done since then. Yeah, um, three three all in all. Yeah. Who, who was the so, who was the who was the first bottler? Who's who's the first person? I think that it was bottled? Luke. Listen, I played you like a fiddle. I had my eye on Seamus at least for a couple of weeks, but I needed to hold you off. So I so I throw a little seed of doubt out there. You know, who's going to be the first to crack? Who's who's going to lose faith? So the rest of you think, no, I don't want to be that. And then I swoop in and I get myself uh, give myself a trade. So Pete Dunn wasn't doing it for me. Thought that he would be uh, coming on once every like three weeks or so for a match. Needed some early points. So Pete Dunn, I lost faith in him and I went for US champ Sheamus. Yes, good, sir. Good Which pick. is fair. Which was like a solid, a solid pick. Someone who should have got picked in the draft originally. But wasn't picked. Um, and that's drastically different than the second person who had to pretty much pick someone out of catering to put on their team. 
which it looked like this Ant. deserves some shame. Yeah, and it looked like it was you who who had the second trade. So let's let's talk about your trade. Let's let's talk about my trade because look. So was it your round five pick? Wasn't working for you. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It wasn't my round five pick. It was. It was my round one pick. It was. My, it was the first pick of the draft. Um, <laughs> I won't lie. I watched. I watched Daniel Ugh. Bryan get murdered at WrestleMania. The, the dream was over. I and I, I can't emphasize just how much I believed that Bryan was going to win the title at Mania. Like I was so sold on it, um, and and he didn't. And then and then he had that match against Reigns on SmackDown, and I was like, "This is it. This is the moment. He's got he's got a few months left on his contract. Let him have the belt. Every match is a retirement match in the build up to SummerSlam, and then let him go out on a high at SummerSlam." And uh, and he and then it, it was. Do you know how I likened it, right? Game of Thrones, the mountain and the viper, the the, the sand snake. <laughs> it was, it was, it was Daniel Bryan doing his doing his little flips and his kicks and all that kind of shit. And just as just as the mountain is down, all of a sudden, he grabs his head and he just explodes it in the ring like he just pummels the shit out of his brains. And there's blood everywhere, and I'm crying. And my missus is like, "What are you crying about?" And I was like, "Daniel Bryan, he's not, he's not gonna win." And I was like, "What's gonna happen?" <coughs> and I, but Cesaro's tied up in the ropes, and they're just leveling the shit out of him. And he's got to leave SmackDown. And I'm like, "Oh balls! Well, maybe, maybe he'll go to Raw then." And then it comes out the day after that his fucking contracts up. <laughs> <laughs> What a load of shit. So anyway, needless to say, I traded I traded my initial pick, the person that I built my entire team around, and I have drafted in the returning Alistair Black. Very solid. Yeah. Could yeah, that's another one that's all waiting in the wings. I think you've got some points to come. I I was uh, I was really close to picking him initially in in the in, but I just there was no sight of him coming back, and it was it was deeply depressing, um. But yeah, as soon as I saw that first promo, I was like, and I was like, Do you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait till we're about four weeks into the promos. But I just I I bottled it. I couldn't risk anybody taking him. I, I went through so much trauma in the initial rounds of you bastards taking all my picks. I was like, I'm not losing out on Tommy End. <laughs> I am getting this bad boy in because once he comes in, there's no way that sucker's losing a match for the first like five months of his, his return. And so view uh, wins too. One of the things I find funny is like throughout the entire thing, Luke's been number one, Ant's been number two, and I've been at third. And then I was also the third person to bite the bullet and make a trade as well. And so not only are the people in the top kind of belling on their choices, they're also in the lead, albeit Luke's a little bit further ahead of us by the chance of getting Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. A little bit. Just a, just a tad bit. Um, but I I decided on, on Cinco de Mayo to start a new day by getting rid of the new day and picking up the Mysterio uh, father and son duo. I was going to say brothers. But the father and son duo. Um, mainly with Riddle on Raw with me having the tag team champions on raw i didn't see the new day beating 
anyone for tag team champions. I see a lot of single matches with Elias and other stuff of that nature. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I had pretty much everyone on Raw with the exception of Frankie Monet and Santos Escobar, which mm-hmm. only one of them was on TV at the time and competing. So I was like, I need to get somebody on SmackDown, score some points. Um, I woke up that day feeling the the Mexican flavor of South, like South Carolina uh, of uh, Southern California, like emanating in me. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hit that six one nine today. I'm gonna pick the father and son duo. People were like, this is a questionable pick. And then literally, I think it was the next day, uh, the Mysterios tag team championship match at WrestleMania Backlash. So I'm hoping that this is going to score me more wins than what the New Day was doing at pretty much keeping me even with points. So Yeah, I think it's yeah. a good trade there. I mean, one, out, out of AJ and Omos and then the New Day, obviously one of them was going to emerge. Uh, yeah. as like a point a points collector going forward so it it's i mean to save you points it was probably good that the new day probably good that you drafted them out and it's only five points whereas if you'd have had to you know if they'd have pulled the plug out uh from aj and almost early then you would have lost 10 points getting rid of them potentially so right. yeah and, and yeah you the mysterio is probably going to win yeah. sometime soon they seem to be pushing the whole uh father son First tag team champions ever, and right. Um, yeah, one of the other good so I think, things I, I think have, by the end of backlash, you'll be winning. Yeah, one of the other good things I have is since I have AJ and Omos as singles competitors, uh, I get their single wins points. Which one of the things that the new day was pissing me off with was they were having a bunch of singles matches and I wasn't getting those wins. So, luckily, with how I picked the tag team champions, I do get their single wins as well, but uh. But yeah, so we can go over the rankings of who's in what place and what have you. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to mention there, Marley. At 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 Mania Backlash, you have uh, a chance to win two championships that yeah. you don't currently have. So Asuka, the Raw Women's, and then obviously, yeah, you got the Mysterios there. Fingers uh, Could be a good night. Could be a good night. Could yeah, be a good I've night. Yeah, I've got I've got three title matches. Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and then Bailey. Mm. Bailey probably gonna lose to Bailey's gonna lose. Well, you're gonna keep your but, uh, main championships. But yeah, sorry, Johnny. Uh, Roman's gonna 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 stack his load on on Cesaro or, or whatever he says. This is true. It's so not yeah, time. We'll... Hearts will be broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Cesaro, Marks. Oh yeah, the absolute one out are probably going to take me over. So yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, let's go to to the tables. Yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, you're sitting pretty nicely at number. We want to start at the bottom or the top. Uh, yeah, I guess we could start at the top. So yes, Nation of Abomination in the lead, nineteen points. Thank you. That's what the uh, Yeah, it's not bad. Team. Anthony second with Team Fuck Guess on 11. And then we got the Barn Burners. That's me. Uh, third with nine points. Fourth place, Absolute Marks on eight. Then we've got Ziggs in Blankets on five points. Sons of Desaro on four. And uh, Borrow Simon there. Milk. Children of Milkmen on one. one hey, at, at least he's in the positive now. He's not in debt. 
he doesn't owe anybody else points. Like he's he's racking up his bank account and you know onwards and upwards. For now, let's. I don't know. Has he got any upcoming? Charlotte, Charlotte's going to be his first big points earner. Do you think Charlotte's going to win? Braun's going to lose at the pay per view. Mm. See how it works out for him. Uh yeah, bottom three performers. So uh, in terms of points, so Naomi and Drew McIntyre, surprisingly, on minus two. And then rounding out the bottom three, Seth Rollins on minus three. Which was Wes's first uh, pick. I didn't want to throw that out there. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> My first pick isn't in... I didn't trade my first pick. My first pick wasn't in the bottom three. I do have Oscar. Hopefully she brings me some gold. But yeah. We do you can't go over the top ten, Luke, of the top ten point uh scores so far. Um, which I guess we're a month in now, mm. almost a month in. Yeah, so we're almost a month yep. in. Uh and so the the top ten point scorers surprise uh well, maybe unsurprisingly, are all champions. So uh it, so joint first, you have Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, almost and Apollo Cruz on seven. Uh and then you've got Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Bobby Lashley on six points. And then rounding out the 10, Kushida, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Bella on five points. So obviously that, as time goes on, those places will, will change and the points will separate. Um, but yeah, all champions. So it, it's, uh, that's telling. Yeah. Yeah. Champions at pay-per-views. I, I guess we haven't, I, I guess you haven't totaled up any points for anyone who's not on our list. But I'm curious to see... Who in catering, and I guess we can tackle this on the next episode we have, but who in catering at that point um, hasn't gotten picked up but has the most points uh, just so we can see who ends up getting picked up in that third round or that third month or what have you. Cause... That's fairly easy to work out. There's there's like individual stat pages for superstars. So right. Just a, yeah, a bit of math. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Because we, we have, cause we have like uh, the Dirty That's... Dog, Ziggler and Rude, yeah. who's They've been collecting wins still since Mania, and no yeah. one's like I. I didn't even go after them as champions. Yeah, um, you have you what, people I'd... on two hundred five live that no one's going after, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'll tell you what else is yeah because I think Rick has Ricochet got a couple of wins over Ali the past couple of weeks because they've been yep. they've had a couple of good matches on main event, haven't they? But um, I'll tell you what, so, someone that everyone's sleeping on at the minute, Bronson Reed. He's, yeah. got, mm. he's got a title shot anytime he wants. Like yeah. he's, I think he's, he's. He looks good. People sleeping on Bronson Reed. Um, who else? Let Trey King Corbin there. There's people in. Keep that bell on Gargano. Oh, already. Uh, Look at him spending yeah. his points. I've got I've got a lot of equity right now. What can I say? Yeah, Luke's making these smart moves. I'm not. I'm not mad at him. Um, let me pull up the the I guess the roster, but yeah, there's a lot of people that we're just kind of forgetting about, which is very funny to me. But I'm curious to see what's going to end up happening uh, as it progresses, and who's going to be like the people. Like I can't wait till Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns goes on a losing streak, and like all the points that Luke Never. Has, like one just goes down the drain. Never. Ye have little faith in Roman Reigns. Come on. They're going to screw him over. 
He's keeping it all year until until the rock. God, I hope so. Yeah. So so yes, so we will um we'll be we will be bringing you a fantasy faction update show um every kind of every every month I suppose. I think every month is yeah, around the pay per view we will, time. We will update points as well um in the post pay per view uh points roundups from the uh, from the predictor. Um, where obviously um, me and Luke go head to head. Uh, let's not talk about that right now because uh, Luke may have just got through by the skin of his teeth because uh, Daniel Bryan was screwed in that main event. He was screwed. Which main event? The one won. where he got stacked and pinned or a different one? Uh, yep. Yes, that one. The one that, like, <laughs> that one. kicked him out of WrestleMania or the one that got uh, him stacked and pinned? The man, the man has severe head injuries. I can't believe you're all bullying him so much. Um, it's, it's, it's a form of disability. Uh, so yeah, we we will be bringing you update shows periodically through through the months. And good luck, good luck, gentlemen, because you, you you're gonna need it, especially you, Simon. Nice. With with just what what <laughs> were you thinking? Just a reminder, then, when once this comes out, the next one after this will be on Sunday, May sixteenth at uh, 6 a.m. Pacific, and that will be a prediction show. We will be briefly reviewing WrestleMania, and we will find out, yes, as he said, who won the first round of our Steaks and Beers bet. I'll give you a clue. It was me. And then we'll get into the predictions for Backlash. Uh, and then, obviously, anyone else who's going to join us and be guest enforcer, someone could be timekeeper, some got roles for everyone. Indeed. Just have a big lumberjack match, eh? Uh, our next fantasy faction episode should be on the 31st of May or thereabouts. <laughs> and we'll be providing an update on who's in the lead and trades and all that good stuff. Uh, maybe we'll find out if by then if B Priestley is actually contracted to the company. Not likely. Uh, Probably no. not. Okay, so uh, you can listen to this then on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Just search for the name Cheap Pop Wrestling. That's wrestling with an R. If you did enjoy this, then please do give us a cheeky five-star rating. Uh, we encourage all kinds of feedback. Uh, we are on the Instagram and the Twitters at the underscore cheap underscore pop. And on there, we definitely strongly encourage uh, you to post any content, trivia, or gifts relating to Carmella. Give Ant something to look at whoop, whoop. when he wakes up in the morning. Mella is money. Scumbag. Anyone else got anything? I have a Twitter account. It's uh, Xander McLeod. Spelled with an X. That's it for me. Just please make sure you um you like the underscore cheap underscore pop, as Luke has already said, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would be so kind as to donate a wonderful five-star review on Apple Podcasts to a very needy, very in-need podcast at the moment. And, and big shout-out, big <laughs> shout-out to the good folks in Denver, Colorado. Because uh, apparently... We are massive in Denver. Whoop, yes, whoop. so we we the first two episodes uh, got us a thousand downloads, uh, and apparently Denver, Colorado, loves us right now. So that ain't bad. Thank you to Denver, Colorado. If you guys have Whoever anything, you are, like, leave us a comment. Yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for stuff you want to hear us talk about or watch alongs or whatever, also yeah, feel free to tweet us or message us. We're give us some 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 stuff. This is for you guys to listen to. And enjoy your day with. 
percent. And, and we, you know, and we, rev- we, revive your love for wrestling. Stay listening to us, right, or else. I'm, a, I'm off to set my VPN to Denver, Colorado, and listen to this episode. A of times. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got my. <laughs> <laughs>